So uh, we have our guest Nikita on shortly. Um, but before then, just a couple messages. If you want this artifact interview podcast to continue, if you're enjoying the content, uh, please make sure you give us a follow on Podbean. That'd be excellent. And also five-star review on iTunes if you want me to, you know, so that I can keep my motivation going, keep the keep the podcast improving, keep the artifact content coming your way. Uh, please make sure to do those things. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. All right. And now here's the interview. Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Podcast. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, he goes by the name Nikita. Um, is, was that right? Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, you said it correctly. Um, and he is currently the video editor for Action Esports. So, uh, Nikita, if you can just briefly describe kind of um, yourself, uh, your history in esports and esports-related games, and kind of video editing. Uh, so history in esports. Uh, well, I guess I, I got into, I, I was brought on action esports as a video editor. Uh, they were just, they were looking for video editors and I wasn't sure for what, and I came in and I, they brought me in and they said that it was going to be for an artifact channel. And I was really happy about that because I got my start in all sorts of games and I guess competitive games also, uh, with real life trading card games. So I'm big Huge Magic the Gathering guy. Okay. I've played the uh, Pokemon trading card game. Pretty much all of them, like any I can get it into, uh, including board games too. So I was like ecstatic to get started in that. And uh, yeah, so that, that's uh, that's what I've been I've been doing there since. Nice. And do you have any? Uh, I guess what's your history kind of with video editing? Um, that aspect of it. Are you comfortable? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you have some experience. I don't know if you want to go into that a bit. Uh, well, I, yeah, I did. I went to school for it for two years. Um, most of it, uh, and I think that's, this is the case for a lot of video editors. A lot of it's just self-taught. Like you want, you want to, yeah, you want to do something in the beginning. So you just, I mean, the information age, you could just go on the internet and just learn to do it. Uh, and then you go to school to get the piece of paper that officially (laughs) says you can do it. Yeah. Just beyond you saying that you can do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was mostly self-taught, and yeah, I just, I just, I, I like making stuff that you know people enjoy watching, is informational, and like coincides with my hobbies, which in this case is card games. Yeah, and you can, you can definitely tell in your videos. There's a great uh, deal of detail put into making it look very professional, very clean. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes, uh, you especially with a new game, you get all over the place, right? Different different kinds mm-hmm. of uh, people just starting up, just trying video editing, getting better. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're swim or hyped, you know, yeah. and you just kind of post yourself streaming, it's fine. But but when you're trying to make a little more professionally cut uh, content, uh, yeah. it maybe doesn't work out so well. That, that's the thing that I find interesting is that even with like, uh, but like at the end of the day, like swim and hype, like they're getting, they're, they're the ones getting all the views because that sort of personality driven content is what people want to see. They want it like, it, it's funny because you could have the production value, but if nobody cares what about what you're saying, then it, it just doesn't matter. Like that's why swim gets all those views is because it's like his production value is like nothing. Like he's just recording essentially like a stream of himself, but it what he's saying is like so much more like exceeds the the level of the video oh of course and i think yeah. i think uh people also want authenticity and kind of knowing the person yeah. i think that's re- really drives switch content because yeah for sure you, especially with a seven hour stream like there's no way you're gonna have quality through seven hours yeah right um and at that point i think people come back more for the person themselves um mm-hmm. all right with that in mind uh let's talk about action esports um which 
I, I was looking over, and it seems like you're, you're located in Vancouver, based out of Vancouver. Is that correct? Yes, we have uh, an office in Vancouver, Canada, but we have people like uh, we have people in LA that do interviews. We have people in Korea that are working with uh, Overwatch teams. We got, but we are the headquarters are at uh, Vancouver, Canada. Yes. Oh, okay, and kind of. I want you to tell me a little bit for those who don't know what Action Esports does. Uh, can you maybe tell 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 the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, Action Esports is a media company. Um, we got our start in Overwatch with the uh, Action Esports Overwatch channel. Uh, they're they're pretty popular. They got eighty thousand subscribers or something. Uh, they do kind of the same kind of content that I do. They do like highlight reels. They uh, work with uh, sometimes we work with teams, uh, giving them like you know, like interviews with the teams and like mm-hmm. getting to know the the players better. Like uh, they have this very popular series called Profiles where they focus in on one player and his like journey through esports, like starting out, winning tournaments, all the different, like it's a sort of like documentary format video. That's really good. Uh, and, yeah, and that's the kind of thing they like. Um, other than that, we've been doing, so we have the Artifact channel that's uh, pretty new also. So we're like, broadening our horizons in terms of what kind of games we want to we want to cover uh and we actually have a smash channel that's coming out uh next month or really soon oh that's really interesting uh yeah yeah smash is really kind of picking up um yeah absolutely i myself on my side i'm the uh president of uh the university esports club in okay cool and uh what what, what university is that it's brock university so it's near niagara falls in canada okay Cool. Um, and yeah, no, we, we've got, uh, it seems like Smash is really picking up, especially with Ultimate, because it, it seems like there's a re- renewed kind of faith in the game, right? Because Smash 4, they tried to make competitive after it wasn't designed to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And now they're really picking up with uh, Smash Ultimate. And Smash Melee, of course, isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah. So uh, with that in mind, uh, I'm going to move on to your video creation. So I was looking over, uh, the one thing that really drew me, the first video I saw of you, it wasn't too long ago, um, but it was just after I watched the Take TV Need for C Artifact Cup. um, Mm -hmm. And it was that blue deck. Uh, now you know yes. in some ways you've probably influenced the ladder a lot with um but you you've a really uh, good deck profile on how exactly to play the deck um can you just go through maybe um well first your thoughts on that blue deck and creating that and how much effect you have on artifact yeah so uh that that particular video actually um i didn't write so a little bit with how our videos get made we have our uh we initially had three writers uh working with the channel and just one video editor which was me um since then we've had uh two of the writers sort of go off and do other things and we have just the one writer uh abby uh he's more commonly known as aviera uh he has a ba- big background in Hearthstone, but he's moving to Artifact now to work on the channel. Um, and I do some of the writing for it too. So that particular video uh, he wrote, and we, well, we kind of wrote together because I edited mm-hmm. a lot of the scripts and I obviously voice over them. Of course. Um, but for Mono Blue, I mean, that's just something that like has been, it's just been slowly creeping up <laughs> lately. And with the balance changes, just absolutely not touched at all. Like it was already on the rise. Balance changes happened. They just sort of nerfed all the other decks, and so just mono blue just shot up, and now we we just see it everywhere. 
I, I don't know. I don't know if we like influence that at all. I don't know if we're <laughs> at that at that point with our channel yet. But I mean, if that's the case, that that's pretty cool. Well, I I mean, you have to take into account the artifact. At least currently, the the amount is a little smaller, right? So I imagine. Yeah. Uh, what might not look like necessarily a big number can probably be quickly seen though in in top meta decks, especially since it was hyped as well. So I imagine he has a yeah. following as well. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah. If it. If any deck that like any deck that like Swim and Hyped are just like playing over and over <laughs> is probably a deck that's just like dominating the the ladder everyone's playing it. So, I to, to Swim's point um, today, today I was looking over at his stream and it was saying uh, the uh, a couple hours left to decide on what deck I'm going to use for We Played. Um, mm. It kind of feels like some pros are doing that. Let let me let me kind of like push the artifact uh, topic in particular back a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want you to focus a little bit on uh, video creation because that that's some aspect I want to get into here in the beginning. Um, For sure, yeah. So here's, uh, I'll start with this. What can more content creators do to improve the co the quality of their content? Because I feel like there's, like I, like I said before, there's a lot of different kind of videos. Um, and maybe maybe if you have some tips just in general for video editors or people trying <clears throat> to create content for esports. Yeah, for sure. So I think uh, I, I think the biggest thing is just presenting information in an interesting way. So for something like uh, for something like we do with uh, with the Overwatch channel, that's that's like a, that's a very action centric game. I mean, it's a first person shooter. There's always a lot of action going on. So most of the time, you're just fine with like showing the clips of gameplay to, to illustrate your point. With a card game, it's a little bit harder. Uh, what I found that a lot of people, uh, and this might be uh, this might be like a super minor thing, but a lot of uh, artifact content creators do, they just sort of throw up the image of a card on screen when they're talking to it, uh, when they're talking about it, and mm. just like, that's it. There's no any sort of animation, there's no sort of sound, there, there's just nothing. So what, what I like to do with my videos, uh, again, this is probably so minor that doesn't matter, but you just, you know, have a little animation coming out, have a sound, have it like have a drop shadow behind it. It's moving a little, just have, just make it like a, a 3d thing, make it just a little bit more interesting. And then just sort of take that idea of taking this static image and presenting it interestingly and just apply it to all aspects of your video and you put it together and you have all of these like moving parts and it sort of, it sort of blends into the background of what the VO is saying, because they're they're mostly focusing on what the, like the voiceover is. But at the end, I think it provides a more pleasant experience overall. Yeah, I think I looking know. at those little things, that's really where uh, your videos I see excel uh, on yeah, the channel. Thank you. And I think uh, when we when we look at artifact as a whole, I, I was mm -hmm. actually this is a question I was kind of curious about a little more. I guess it's probably more like. I, I don't know, like a little niche question that not many people think about. But um, I think sometimes I see a, a couple of creators will put quantity for quality, right? Where they'll just yeah. try to, uh, you know, push out as many videos as, po as, as possible. And I think, uh, and I just want you to talk to that, the kind of the difference between someone who's uploading almost daily and just a lot of content, right? Or there's someone who puts a little more quality and uploads a little less. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like something that illustrates that point uh, super well is the infamous uh, Artifact Cinema when the NDA dropped, they just uploaded... <laughs> 
44 videos of all their hero spotlights that they've been just building up. And all of these hero spotlights, they were they all followed the same format. They had the image up, they had of the entire intro voice line play, the one that you click in the in the card browser, and then they just had Suns fan talk about it for like two minutes. And that was just 44 of those videos just like popping up. And I don't I don't know if it would have not only would it, like would it have killed them to like put a little bit more effort into it, but would it have killed them to just upload two at a time, like every day. So when somebody's like looking at their sub box, they, they won't just have like 44 videos. They're not going to watch 44 videos in one day. They're going to maybe watch two. So why not just like have two every day to like sort of space it out? It would have been better for their views and it wouldn't have messed up the YouTube algorithm as much because now the YouTube algorithm or in that like specific instance, the YouTube algorithm sees 44 videos on the topic of artifact getting low views all of a sudden it doesn't start to promote those like artifact videos to people's related video sections so it just it just kind of ruins it for everyone and it kind of ruined it for for them themselves too but i mean they still got a bunch of views on them so it's kind of a moot point but no no i I, I completely get what you're saying because i i feel i feel content providers we're getting slowly to the point where the amount of content is getting infinite and i think i think People you follow, I mean, especially this is me kind of in my subscription boxes. I like seeing maybe a video from you a week. I don't need yeah. content to last me 24 days, like a month, yeah. right? I need, I need, con- I need, usually there's like a slow stream of content that I can actually get through as opposed mm-hmm. to this, oh, we're just going to drop everything we have, you know, everything. I, there's no way I would get through that many videos. It would be someone who must, someone must have went through those who was really studying hard, but that's, there's only a handful of people. And I'm sure if they spaced it out, they probably would have gotten more video, more views as you were saying. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it just, at least for me personally, like it kills me to upload some like low effort thing that like, I didn't, you know, I didn't put a lot of care into and I don't really care about, like, I want to, I want to put effort into like some like cool 10 minute scripted thing that has like a lot of nice moving objects and a lot of nice like nice to look at like because I, I feel proud of that and then you know at the end of the day the, the big problem is is at the end of the day the low effort thing will get the, the more views because that's just how it works everybody wants the like the quick easy to consume stuff or at least I, I feel like the the masses want that the masses like there has to be a reason that everybody's doing it I think because that's just what what works that's just what like YouTube's like now but well, it, it also might be that might not be their focus, right? Like I'm imagining um, s- certain YouTube channels, they th- their focus might be more Twitch related, right, mm-hmm. or uh, tournament related, and so the YouTube YouTube is secondary in some sense, right? It's just we yeah. have content, and it doesn't feel like maybe that's a focus. Um, yeah. But to that point, this is actually a good segue into my next question. What aspects of your video creation process do you really pride yourself on, right? Like you're like this is what I this is what I feel i guess a great sense of accomplishment with when i'm making these videos um well that's a good question uh well see i right right now since i'm i'm not only our our previous workflow was we had a writer write a video and they would voice the video that's why a lot of our earlier videos were not voiced by me and i would just do the rest i would just i could just focus the entire thing on the video editing just and that's that's it um, but right now, what are the workflow is, is somebody hands me a script, I edit it, usually pretty thoroughly, and then I voice it, and then I do the editing. So I don't get to put in as much as, like, love and care into, like, one individual thing as much as I, I'd like to. But um, to go to go back to your question, uh, yeah, so sorry, what, yeah, what, was, what was your, your <laughs> what was uh, kind of things you pride 
what you, what do you pride yourself in most during the video creation process? Like your what you put into it, what you feel a sense of accomplishment with. What is it? Uh, I just I just like having a making a video. I guess making a video that I know that I myself would enjoy because that like I. I don't know what other people want. Like if I knew what other people want, I would obviously, you know, make that, but because I don't, cause I, 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 I like the, the whole artifact community is in kind of a weird spot right now where there's a lot of like tensions. There's a lot of like anger. There's a lot of like frustrations and so, some of it's understandable, obviously. So I'm just focusing on like right now as an artifact player, w what's the kind of stuff I want to see? Well, I want to see, you know, I want to see, deck spotlights i want to see people talking about like an archetype an archetype that i don't know anything about like mono blue i didn't know a lot about it it was up and coming but after we did that video all of a sudden i knew a lot about it and i started to understand you know things like when i saw other people playing it i started to understand the different intricacies and facets of it uh and then same with like uh other types of videos we have uh this new thing that we're doing which is like tournament standouts which is basically taking like taking one tournament and just sort of like looking at the meta of that tournament and seeing what kind of popped up the interesting decks and the different interesting like parts of those decks that people changed for that specific tournament and how they work together so that, that that's something that's interesting to me so i you know it's nice to be able to make something like that i mean i i'm really interested in that because i was a, a pretty high level hearthstone player uh, mm -hmm. and I noticed because there was a lot of challenger and like weekly tournaments that I'd play in, um, over, over last year. Um, and I noticed there was this weird kind of meta shift that kept happening because you'd get a lot of the same players kind of trying to encounter each other. Um, yeah. and I feel like sometimes I, like I never experienced that before, even though I watched a lot of card games. Um, but in artifact, right. It might be something that a, 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 someone who doesn't play tournaments regularly might not understand. And yeah. that's really cool that you're kind of looking into that and looking like this is what this is kind of how the meta is shifting through the tournament run um, and mm -hmm. how people are kind of seeing uh, seeing the decks play out. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the nice thing about uh, the fact that it's like a brand new game and the fact that nobody's been really like making content on it is just like it's such fertile ground for just like new ideas. Like so we're we're kind of also in a stage right now where we're just sort of like we're just trying everything. We're trying all sorts of little like types of content that talk about all sorts of different things. And we're, we're seeing what works because there isn't, there isn't a whole lot of precedent right now since artifact is such a, such a different like card game that we're used to. So we, we get all this like chance to experiment now, which, which I, I find really fun. And I noticed on that uh, front, I, I noticed you were starting to host tournaments uh, from when I was Yeah. Saying. So uh, today we actually had our first, uh, we, we call it the Action Weekly Cup. It's uh, basically we're going to be running a tournament every week with uh, different formats. So today we had a best of one draft single elim and that, that ended up going really fast. And some people were like, uh, didn't really enjoy the whole, like it, there was no redrafts in the middle. It was, uh, it was some like 94 players. Uh, it took like maybe like three hours. I don't know how many games they had to play, but. They, they wanted like a redraft in the middle so we're between, gonna like between me take you, that between me and you here uh i'm gonna be honest uh three hours sounds like a great time like for a tournament i've i'm done yeah. with my uh seven hour long tournaments yeah see, <laughs> that's the thing so i i that's actually the thing that we wanted to focus on with these tournaments is like uh and i've noticed like uh, a couple of pro players mentioning this too they're getting really tired of the whole like you have to spend like two <laughs> days of your time to play like in a qualifier for the for the actual tournament where then 
Like if if they win that tournament, they can get into another tournament, which that's the tournament with the prize. That's the tournament with the actual stuff. And like all of these tournaments are like eight rounds of Swiss with like cut to cut to whatever, and then. Yeah, I so I want we want to make a tournament that's just sort of like quick. You know, you get in there, you play it. If you win that tournament, you get the prize. You know, if you don't, come back next week, try it again. We'll maybe maybe we'll do constructed, maybe we'll do draft. Like we want to we want to we want to keep switching it up and changing it to what the community wants, and the community wants right now quicker tournaments. What is what I feel like at least. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's let's keep moving on from there. Uh, I want you to talk about now artifacts specifically. Uh, yeah. you, you were saying before you played a lot, you've played magic and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, any other, uh, I, I'm just going to kind of take those two games. How do you feel, uh, those two games compare to, uh, artifact and maybe this, the, the feeling, sometimes I feel we talk, I've already talked about a lot about, um, mana colors, uh, kind of the way those are constructed, but maybe a feeling or sense during the game. Because I feel like artifact has has this. I want to describe it as feeling, not necessarily. It's not necessarily like a, like something I can really put into words, but like a feel a different feeling when I'm playing it as opposed to other card games. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I think. I think a little bit of that comes in the fact that we're so used to games where you the turn is passed to you and you get to play your turn. You get to play as many cards in your hand as you can. Uh, but in artifact, you you play a thing and then they play a thing and then you play a thing and it's this it's this back and forth of doing one action and it's like you do one action and it's not like you already have your next action planned because like what if they do something something that you know something that you need to react to and you have that chance to react because they can only do one thing and so i i think that's why they want it i talk about this in uh in a recent update video about the tournament timer since that got recently like all the tournament all, all the timers just got halved. I, I think Artifact really shines in when there's like a back and forth happening, when there's like, I play a thing, you play a thing, I play a thing, attack, move on to the next. And then it just go back and forth. I know that's not, it's not realistic to to always have that happening because Artifact, <laughs> all, all of its intricacies, like there's so many things to keep track of. There's so many things to look, like you can't just be focused, tunneled in on your one lane. You have to look at the next one and like all that. But I think when, or it feels like at least when Garfield was designing the game, he was designing as this like, back and forth thing happening this sort of like quick back and forth and i when i do have that and i sometimes when i'm playing against bots i get that like it just feel i don't know it feels right to me at least that that's that's my feeling and that's that's what i try and get out of my games when i play oh for sure i do, do you ever get that uh really long timer because you're just you're, you already know what you're doing and the opponent's yeah. just waiting um yeah but, but uh, with that and kind of this okay let's let's talk about lane three Okay. Um, I just feel like sometimes you just give up on lane three really quickly in the game. Or yeah, else... I. <laughs> have you noticed? I that? mean, since, since the since the beginning, I think people have brought up that there's always like there's always a lane that you're losing, and there's always a lane that you're winning, and then there's there's a lane that's being fought over. So it's sort of like you know each side picks like a lane to just like abandon, and then they just have their one lane that they're fighting over. And I have noticed that a little bit. Uh, I, I noticed a lot in the beginning. I don't know if maybe just like people have like gotten better at the I game. Dex yeah, must late... have gotten more, more kind of more efficient with finishing. Um, yeah, I think you find that a lot more in draft currently. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think I agree with that. But yeah, Link Three does seem to be like the one that just sort of gets like forgotten. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you draw your cards on the first lane, so you want to like get them out 
it at, like as early as possible or as early before you know before they kill a creature or kill a, a creature a, a hero yeah well hear me out here i think i think lane three two is just by distinction if you are in a race right mm-hmm. to finish the tower lane three is going to be the last tower that you go to so if yeah. you're winning that lane it's not as important as lane, lane one and two i think it, yeah. it's just a natural consequence of going from left to right yeah, I, I'm thinking right now, like back to my games, like, yeah, I think I probably just sort of ignore probably lane three a lot more. Like now, now, that, now that I'm thinking about it, I, maybe I just like did it subconsciously. I never really paid attention to it. But yeah, I think you're right there. I, and I don't know, I, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think. No, I mean. It, in, <laughs> I, I wouldn't suggest adding more RNG, but you could always suggest that maybe the lanes that you start with would be randomized, but that, that would get Ooh. a little... Ooh. I shouldn't, then, I then, shouldn't what, say that out loud, should I? <laughs> so you, you start in the middle, and then and then what? You go left or right, or you go... Oh, no, go it'd, the be, right it'd, be, and... it'd be... It'd always go left to right, but the okay. first lane would be RNG, so it'd go... The first lane, lane would be RNG. So, like, if, if it... If it <laughs> this is just theory crafting at this point. Yeah. Um, but if, if you start at lane three, then you go to lane one, and then lane two. I mean, I don't, Val, Valve said that they they want to they want to put the infrastructure in there to to I mean they've said a lot of things honestly but they they said they want to put the infrastructure there to to let people play how they want to play with all these crazy rules and like you know mid mid only games and like stuff like that so I mean you know hey that's that that could be a possibility in the future. All right, let's talk about while you brought this up and I've always been curious about this. Let's talk about Valve and all the things they've said. Are we gonna mm. have a million dollar tournament? I think I think honestly the million dollar turn see what I when when Artifact was first announced and when they said that they were they were basically announced that they were following the Magic the Gathering online model uh of of like buying singles and and all that kind of stuff I, I thought they were going to have weekend like tournament like big tournaments like possibly like five ticket entry but then you get like a hundred bucks steam cash if you win or something like that like bigger more prestigious tournaments on the weekend and then if you win those you get like a pro point or something and then the people with the most pro points over the season will get invited to like the big tournament i thought it was going to be something like that Mm. but we never got any sort of that kind of infrastructure there so if they were to just like today announce all right one million dollar tournaments happening how do they how would they pick people would they have like some big elaborate qualifiers qualifiers it'd have to be qualifiers I think that, the that best. Seems... I think qualifiers are a better system overall than a point uh, season system, at least from what I've experienced. But the, the point season system, I, I bring that up because that's a lo- what a lot of other games do. So that's uh, it. Just know, gets good, tiresome good bad, because it's... then it forces players to be there every week. Like I much prefer. Yeah, that's true. Two we- two weekends, four qualifiers, right? Playing whichever ones you want, make it double elimination. Just go with it. And no, I, I like, think there's. If we were doing one term, if this is one term in specific, obviously, right? Yeah. I think there's definite pros and cons to both, but I think in terms of uh, to circle back, I, I don't think the billion-dollar tournament... I don't think it's happening. Qu- quarter one, for sure, not happening. Uh, I I, they could, I mean, Valve is a company that could... They could just throw a million-dollar tournament for, like, a, a quote-unquote dead game and not, you know... It I wouldn't think, be too I much of a dent in their wallet. Yeah, I think they almost have to, right? Because of the promise. I think, yeah. I think just just because they made the promise at this point is about yeah, to can, have yeah. Can you faith. can you can you imagine they just like yeah we're not we're not doing that anymore. Our artifacts not doing too hot. We're just gonna cancel that. Like that that would be. I mean, artifacts already getting so much bad press as it is. Uh, some of it warranted, some of it obviously not. But 
yeah, I, I couldn't imagine the backlash of just like, yeah, we're not we're not doing it anymore. It's not not popular enough of a game. That that'd be crazy. Yeah, I I think you know what I think Artifact. Though it, there someone was was mentioning this, um, and I I hesitate to use Reddit, but someone mentioned <laughs> this on Reddit um, that maybe it'd be good if Artifact went away for a little bit and then came back. Um, and I like, totally uh, get the sentiment that they're trying to get across, right? I think like Gwent Homecoming style. Oh, I don't know. I, I haven't followed Gwent, but um, the I think I think I think, mm-hmm. I think that's what actually happened in Gwent was they the the game wasn't doing too hot, so they took they literally said, okay, we're going back to the drawing board for like, and they like took six months off without developing anything uh, a part of the current game, and they came back, and it just was a complete rework of the systems. Like I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. I mean, I don't think it's. I think more than anything, though, for them is PR, right? Like, I, I, I don't yeah. know if the game currently with with the updates they did end up eventually giving uh, at the end of December, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think the game's necessarily in a bad state, but I think also it just it it there was so much bad press at the beginning mm-hmm. that's what really hurt the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, also I think what like something to keep in mind, like Valve hasn't exactly they're not exactly known for abandoning their multiplayer projects. CSGO, when it first came out, it wasn't, it was nowhere even close to as popular as it is now. It was, it was kind of bare bones. There was a lot of issues with it, but they stuck to it and they updated it. And TF2 actually had the same thing when they first came out. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the big thing that it is now, uh, but they kept working on it and it turned into this great thing that it is today. I think Artifacts, a, a case of the same thing. I think Artifacts probably a lot it didn't match their expectations like at all because they Mm -hmm. were like hyping it up greatly but there is there are a lot of rumors circulating that it it came out earlier than it should have it it should not have come out like in that state it wasn't supposed to but they just they couldn't get it done in time i mean also pre-christmas pre-christmas or like pre-break releases just kind of seem to yeah, that... make it very difficult because everyone's on break for the next three weeks or two weeks or whatever yeah that that's really rough and I mean, Val, valve's known for taking very lavish vac- like long vacations which i mean they, they should oh, i mean of every, course you know, employees should I, yeah, but i think it just... is it's unfortunate for us though it's unfortunate for the game especially for the game I mean. especially right um yeah. yeah no i think i think that has a lot to do with it although my kind of my hope because i've i uh i stuck with the starcraft scene for a long time um, mm-hmm. And if you notice that scene now in this year, it's actually had a viewership increase um, in the longest okay. time, and it's on the upswing, which is that's good, insane because the game is eight years old. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I, and, I used to play StarCraft a little bit back in the day. I, re- I really enjoy that game. Yeah, and no, and, and StarCraft Two. Uh, I'm speaking specifically, but um, yeah. they and the big thing that they had was um, an introduce they introduced free to play for multiplayer. Yeah, um, I remember that. And the second thing they did was they they had this co-op feature that kind of became bigger than the amount of players that actually play multiplayer. Um, okay. So this co-op feature where it's you and your friend and you're just completing campaign missions, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it was it was it's crazy because those people, while they might not play in the multiplayer matchmaking system, they would yeah. be interested in watching the pros play. Um, and that's kind of what built up viewership again. So the player base all of a sudden got higher because people were able to play the game casually without having mm. to practice, you know, uh, four hours a day. Uh, and, then, and then they were able to bring in more people. So I, I think Artifact, in some sense, my hope is that we kind of get a stable, whatever the m- main player base is, the game's reworked, yeah. 
Um, maybe a new expansion comes. Maybe the tournaments kind of push it forward. Um, well, when you say games reworked, what 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 are you looking for? Like, like I'm looking. Mechanics? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm not. I'm not looking at mechanics specifically. I'm thinking more. <laughs> I, the game is continuously supported and patched yeah, regularly, yeah. Um, and just over time, the hope is to rebuild player base and rebuild player trust um, and yeah. kind of moving forward. Because I, I like I don't think the game itself there's all too much like wrong with it play wise. I think yeah. maybe it struggles the most with uh, viewership, right? Yeah, I think it's hard to watch, especially if you do, haven't played the game. I think I think that's where that's probably the hardest the biggest disconnect between a, someone who plays card games but never played Artifact before. Yeah. The the biggest tragedy for me at least in Artifact right now and it's uh it is in its low point but it's just the fact that like all the the changes that they're going to have to make like to the like ranking system leveling system that's going to come in due time but the biggest thing that that sucks for me is that this this first set that we got isn't exactly like it doesn't highlight the mechanics. Like it's a very it's a very like Magic the Gathering core set, which is it's just like a few a few simple mechanics, just sort of regular statted uh, creeps, regular spells that just like increase a value or something like that there's nothing really like creative nothing that really like you know sparks interest or like creates like interesting gameplay it's just it's just a very basic first set which i mean for a first set it makes sense but like i want i want more sets i want more exciting things you know like stuff that like you know works crazy with locks stuff that like moves around st- like units a bunch or something crazy like that like i want i want more of that kind of stuff but more rebel I, i'm yeah, I want, I want, I want, I want all of it. I want just like you know, like interesting, deep, strategic stuff that just because it was the first set, like they couldn't put it in, which I understand. But because they have to work on all of these other systems, I'm I'm worried that that's going to delay like that interesting like second set or set, like third set. And I I just want to know the schedules for like more cards, honestly, because I think that's where every game like no every every game's first set is like it's there's nothing really to talk about like i don't know which, which is interesting because the meta the constructed meta is like nowhere near solved i i still remember the the worry when like closed beta testers were playing people are like oh well they're just gonna they're just gonna know all the best decks and we're just gonna have the whole meta solved like it hasn't even been close like the the release meta to to now like the last three months like their decks have been popping like popping up like going away like to, to be fair the card balance changes did like help that greatly but like even even beyond that, like, I don't know. Like it's nothing, you know. Stuff's changing; it's still happening. And the game, the game allows for piloting, right? A lot better, uh, yeah. Kind of influence on the game because I uh-huh. I've been I've been playing some constructed myself recently, and I haven't uh, particularly maybe bought any of the meta decks, right? I'm making mm-hmm. a lot of the homebrews, but you know, while I might it might be harder to be to you know keeping above that fifty percent range, um, yeah. for win rate. I, I can win certain games just because I play the play the matchup or play yeah. play strategically around what the other person is doing. Um, so yeah, I think what, I think that that's probably the biggest uh, at least benefit I've, or if, uh, the thing artifact has going for it is that you never feel like you're out of options. Mm-hmm. And I mean the silver lining of the the player beast being low right now is that constructed is like the cheapest to get into as it ever was like it's 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 great we don't have our you know 30 dollar axes or whatever like it's all you know get it now if you if you like artifact like what what a what a better time to get into it oh of course and it you know i think i think the game you know what Let, let's let's see i think the game the game's kind of in a wait and see approach and of course like mm-hmm. you were saying cisco is a great example right because especially yeah. if you think about early csgo 
Um, yeah. The f- first couple, uh, try to remember back to this, but um, it was just like there was they're, they're struggling a lot. It was a lot harder to yeah. get it over, and then uh, eventually through rework, through support. Um, yeah, and they're like cosmetics and like all that kind of stuff. I mean, pe- people people want all of that fluff. They want all of that. Are like, you saying we need you know, artifact <laughs> cosmetics? I artifact cosmetics. I there. I think it's. I think it's a hundred percent a given. I think the imp being there. I'm mean, dressing it up. Card Dramp backs. <laughs> yeah, for, card backs uh, for sure. Yeah. Alternate versions of cards. Uh, Dota has uh, items in the game that are like superficially signed signed by the pros in quotes. They have like their signature on the like near the text box of the other card you could totally do that for artifact that would work even better because you signed cards exist in real life so it would translate like super well there's so much potential here like there's there's potential for all of this and the cosmetics and we i, I talk about this in one of our videos like it, it, it'll really if like the leveling up system right now like you only have player icons and it's like and that's all because that's all they can give you really they can give you packs event tickets and player icons that's it but like if there's like small regular versions of cosmetics they could throw that in there too just like flesh out the whole system like there, there, there's so much potential like that and the, yeah I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing all of it yeah i'm, I'm i these interviews that i've uh, begun doing on the podcast have actually really uh kind of what's it called kept my interest in the game and kind of seeing where it can go because potential is always there um yeah all right here here's the uh here's the <laughs> here's my uh, crazy idea you ready for it Oh boy! All right, let's hear it. So I say Valve. All right, if you wanna, okay. if you wanna get Artifact back on track, you make the okay. anime, anime for Artifact. All right, we do it Yu-Gi-Oh Anim style. You know what I mean? We have oh, Axe yeah. become a real person, and then they fight virtually cards. That's what I'm feeling. I don't know. I I don't know if the lore supports that. I mean, they've got all the they've got all these plans for it. Isn't like Artifact supposed to be like the a game of Artifact as like the precursor to the the Battle of the Ancients, which is like a Dota game? Like, isn't there some sort of thing with? That? I'm not I'm not a great person to ask about the lore, but I don't know. I mean, you you just you just want straight up like an ant like Artifact. I want anime, I want like high schoolers want playing against each other. You want high school? All right for the for I the mean, high school championship. All right, and we got Axe, and we got we got kind of kind of becoming real life like virtual figures fighting it out with life points, or oh, not life points, but the towers are like physical things on the I don't know behind. I will you say that explode. <laughs> it has it has proven market uh, success, so it's you know if they do that, I would be like I get it, like I understand this works in other markets. Get so us get a sponsorship deal with Crunchyroll, you know, like make it Netflix maybe. I wonder how I wonder how many like anime artists there are at Valve right now, and how repressed they are because they don't get to they don't get to do what they love. <laughs> they're just they're just waiting. They're like any of these yeah. games. Let me just make an anime version. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, well, I mean, I guess they could go do uh, to Riot because Riot seems to be interested in making animated videos like that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they they have been. They they've been doing a really good job of it too. All right. They're like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, okay, keep going. Yeah, no, no. So I think, I think, uh, I think I'm at my end um, of my question sheet that I have in front of me. Do you have any last thoughts, maybe, on Artifact going forward? Um, anything, anything you want to say? Anything you want to get off your chest? I don't know. Anything, 
Here's the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I just I want you know I want to see it succeed. I want it like this card, like a Valve card game. Like the, the the people, the way that Valve works is the only people that are working on it are people that want to work on it. So we we have like these like industry greats like Brandon Reinhardt and uh, Richard Garfield. They just like like Richard Garfield came to Valve with the idea of Artifact. Like it wasn't it wasn't gabe newell sitting in a room and he was just like we need to we need to compete with hearthstone no like artifact was actually in development before hearthstone even came out it's been in development for years and the people that were working on it were the people that want to work on it and when and i can see that with like artifacts design like there's all this polish there's all this like care put into it it's just like it's just bare bones it's like it's an alpha like people have been saying like we paid for an early access version artifact i it does kind of feel like that but i just there's so much potential there like the mechanics are interesting the gameplay is like great you don't the gameplay solves the issue of going having to go like if you go second you're automatically behind you're not behind when you go second in artifact you actually you can you know go first in the next lane because of it uh there's just i i don't know i just i want to see i want to see more i want to see what they have in store apparently some of the developers have come out saying um after all this like stuff about the low player base, they've been saying that like there's some really good ideas on the team of how to like bring this all back. And I, you know, I I believe that. I don't think that's just like a PR thing. I think there's people there that want to see it succeed and I wanna see what they have to show. I wanna see this game be like the biggest like digital card game ever. And I I, I believe that in, in a year's time, I think we're gonna be looking back at this low point and being like, Oh, that was yeah, that was a that was a bad time, but you know, we got through it. All right. Thank you very much, Nikita, for uh, all your thoughts on Artifact. Restoring hope to the community because they like to uh, moan, you know. Uh, There's so few of us left. It's sad. uh, Well, we will see. We will see. Um, I will, we will, in the show notes of this uh, podcast, we're going to include Action Esports um, Twitter and the YouTube channel that you're running for Artifact. Um, if you have any personal Twitter, I don't know if you want to do a shout out to anyone. Uh, I, I do, but I don't use it. So no, I, yeah. I'm, all I'm good, good. All good. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, and to all our listeners, hope you have a great week. We will be back next Saturday with hopefully another exciting interview.